0: Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucchi, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my Property Mastermind Mentorship. Hello, and welcome to episode number 49 of the Property Magic Podcast. This episode is all about flipping property versus renting property. Now, if you're a regular listener to this podcast, you'll already know there are lots of different ways of making money from property. But I seem to be coming across quite a few people at the moment who seem to think the only way of making property is through flipping. Now, flipping is where you buy a property that ideally needs some work doing to it, such as modernization. You then spend money doing that property up and then you sell the property on at a profit. Now, by the way, this is a great strategy to use if you want to move up the property chain. So, for example, you might get your first property as quite a small property, but something you can add value to. You increase the value, you then sell that property, make some profit. You then take all of the profit and invest it in the next property that might be a bigger property. And you can do this again and again and again. And at the end, you end up with a nice big property that you would have never been able to afford, but you've done it because all the profit you made, you keep on reinvesting back into that property. And obviously, if it's your own home in which you live, you pay no tax on the profit. So it can be a great strategy. Now, often I hear about people who want to flip property and they pretend they're living in that property and every six months they're selling a property. Well, I think the tax man might have something to say about that. So you probably shouldn't do that. But certainly if you're living in a property for a couple of years and then moving on to the next one, it's a very profitable strategy to use to live in a better house. Now, obviously, most people, when they flip property, they don't actually live there. They're doing it on a property that could be a rental property or for suitable for a first-time buyer, and they're just doing it to make profit. Now, obviously, when you make profit, you need to pay tax. If you flip property in your own name, the profit you make is subject to income tax. Now, if you decide to rent a property out after you've renovated it and then you sell it in the future, you pay capital gains tax instead. And there's a difference between income tax and capital gains tax. And remember, each year you can actually use your personal capital gains tax allowance, which means that some of the profit you make is gonna be tax free, which is always good. Obviously the downside with doing a property up there and renting it is that when it's rented, it will have some wear and tear. So before you actually sell it on, you might need to spend a bit more money just improving that property. But I recommend if you're flipping property, you get some advice from a property tax specialist to see which structure should you use. Should you use it in your own name or should you put it into a company structure where you'd pay corporation tax on the profit? So always worth looking at that to understand which would be the way of doing it. And I, I'm a great believer in actually understanding property tax is really important because it's not just about making money, you wanna make sure you also keep some of the money you make. Now, if you are flipping property, there are three main factors which will influence how much profit you're gonna make from the deal. And these factors are the first one and most important is how much do you actually buy the property for in the first place. I think it's really important to make sure you're buying very keenly and getting a very good price. You want to be buying ideally from a motivated seller who maybe is a bit more flexible on the price and they don't need all the true value from the property. And obviously, if a property needs work doing to it, you can factor in that cost the price you pay. So buying at a really good price is the first factor that's going to influence how much you make. The second factor is the money you spend on the refurbishment work. It's very important to control these costs. And a mistake people often make is they overspend on the refurb and they're never going to get all of that money back. Remember, You might spend a different amount of money if you're living in the property or if you're renting it out as opposed to if you're just doing it up to make it look nice to sell onto someone else. So controlling the building cost is really, really important. And then the third factor that's gonna influence how much money you make is the end value of that property. A mistake people make is they often they're optimistic and they overestimate how much that property is going to be worth. So it's really important you do your due diligence and your research. A mistake I've made in the past, I bought a large house in Halifax. I converted into seven flats. And the idea was to sell those flats on. And we did a little bit. Someone bought the deal to me. They checked it out. I did a little bit of research, probably not enough. and the value of the properties at the end wasn't as much as we thought. Well, let me rephrase that. There were properties on the market at the value we thought they were worth, but the reality was they weren't selling. So they're probably overpriced. Now we held on to those problems. We've rented them out, which is not a problem. And that's something you always want to make sure you can do. If you can't sell, you want to make sure you can rent it out and make a profit. But ultimately we made a mistake because we overestimated the end price. So It's important to do your research, speak to local estate agents, get an idea from them. Look, if I wanted to sell this property when it's been done up and I want to sell it quickly, how much could you sell it for? Now bear in mind, sometimes estate agents might overinflate the amount that a property is worth. And that's because they want you to give them the business of selling the property for you. So they often say a bit more, hoping you'll give it to them. So it's always worth getting the opinion of a number of estate agents and probably take the lowest one as the guide price just to give you an indication. Another little rule of thumb here is that I don't wanna make sure I'm gonna make at least 20% profit. So let's say a property might be worth £200,000 when it's all done up and it's ready to sell. £200,000 is the end value. If you take 20% off that, so 20% of 200 is 40, take 40 off 200, 160. So the most I could spend on that property in terms of buying it and all the work I'm going to do to it and all the costs, including the buying and selling costs and all the finance costs, the total I could have is 160. And I want to make sure I've got that 20% profit because guess what? Things do take longer than expected. They cost more than expected and you may not get the end value. The worst case scenario when you're flipping properties, you buy something, you do it up, you can't sell it quick enough, you have to take a bit of a discount. And because you haven't got enough profit margin in there, maybe after a year of working on this property, you sell it and you make no money. Even worse, you even lose money, which sometimes happens. So that's pretty demoralizing. So I've flipped a number of properties myself, uh, mainly their larger developments, commercial to residential conversions. So I've converted a number of care homes into apartments. I've converted a a youth center into apartments. I've turned a a pub into a guest house. Um, And I normally sell these on and you can make really good money doing it. But there are a few challenges when you're flipping property. I just want to flag those up to you. So the first one is this, when you sell a property, you crystallize your profit. You're never gonna make any more money from that particular property. To make more money, you need to find another property to flip. So it's definitely not a passive income. You need to keep doing it if you wanna keep making money from property. Whereas if you renovate the property and instead of selling it, you refinance it to get all or most of your money out, you can then hold on to it and rent it out to make a monthly profit as well as benefiting from the potential long-term capital growth. Now, I know a lot of people that flip properties, and one of the reasons they do it is they really don't like the idea of being a landlord. They don't want the hassle of doing it. They don't want to deal with tenants. They're worried about what if tenants don't pay them. And so they just rather sell and get the profit and put it in the bank. But the point is, you don't have to manage the property yourself. You can get other people to do it for you. That's what I do. I don't want to spend my time managing property. I want to spend my time doing what I'm passionate about, which is helping, training, and teaching other people to become successful investors. And if you look at the lump sum of money you could make by selling a property compared to the much smaller amount you make each month when selling, you can understand why people would rather have the big lump sum. And often they're thinking about the short term and they completely forget about the long-term capital appreciation. Now, I believe that's a mistake. And it's a mistake that I've made as well. Thinking back to one of the houses I bought and flipped in the year 2000, when I was still working full-time at Cadbury's as a senior manager at that time, I found a property just down the road from me, um, very close to where I live. It was with an estate agent. It was on for £42,000, which was pretty cheap, but it needed a lot of work doing to it. it. It needed new windows, new cars, New carpets, new kitchen, new bathroom. I did a very, very cost-effective refurb for just £8,000. So the total cost to me was £50,000. Now, I'd increased the value to sixty, And so there was some reasonable uh, increase in value. And I worked out that if I sold the property, I would get back my deposit, The money I spent on the refurb, the 8,000 pounds on the refurb, and also I'd get the 10,000 pound profit. And because of my capital gains allowance, I wouldn't have to pay much tax on the profit. And I compared that to how much I can make renting it out. And I did rent it out for a little bit of time, and I was only making about 100 pounds a month. I thought, wow, this is going to take a long time for me to get all my money back at 100 pounds a month. So I decided to sell the property. Now, I took the money and put it into another one, so that was good. But you know, looking back now... I regret that decision. And in fact, the decisions you make right now are based on the knowledge and experience you have at the time. And obviously, I didn't know as much about property as I do now. And with hindsight, I would have held that property. In fact, I could have probably refinanced it. I could have got most of my deposit and refurb costs back out and just left the profit in there. And that property that I sold in 2000 for £60,000 That's probably worth about a hundred. No, sorry, one hundred ninety, maybe two hundred thousand pounds. So I could have had an extra one hundred forty thousand pounds of profit, and I would have paid tax on that. But still, that would be a lot more than I made just by flipping it and selling it on. So I really want you to understand this. And my general philosophy is that you know I don't like to sell property, and this is because I've seen the values go up so much. And generally, when I've sold. I look back with hindsight and I've regretted it. And hindsight's an amazing thing, but I just wanted to get this point across to you to understand the true value of holding long-term. Now, there are three specific times when I might actually sell a property. Um, The first one is if for some reason, um, I don't think I can rent it out as easily as maybe I have in the past. Uh, Maybe the the demand in the area is not as great as it used to be, or maybe the supply is much greater than it used to be. This happens very often in student areas around universities where lots of parents come and buy properties for their kids to live in and landlords buy properties as well. And eventually all the properties become student properties and there might be more supply than there is demand. And then often the houses that are a bit further away from the university or the ones in not such condition, those are the ones that struggle to rent. So if there's a Some reason I'm going to struggle to rent it in the future, and it means there could be more void periods. That might be a good reason to sell the property. The second reason I might sell is maybe there's some trapped equity. Over time, the value of the property goes up, the rents go up, and you can actually remortgage and take some capital out but that's going to be limited based on the rental income. And I've had properties where the value has shot up much more than the rental income, which means there's a lot of equity tied up in that property. So if you have a number of properties in portfolio, one thing I recommend you do is each year look at your portfolio and assess which of your properties has got maybe lots of equity tied up. Maybe you've not got a very good return on equity. And if you're not sure what that is, go and listen to episode number 47 of this podcast, where I talk all about return on equity. And if you've got the equity tied up there, maybe it'd be better to sell the property, pay the tax, and then reinvest that property elsewhere in a better performing property. And the third reason you might sell is sometimes you just need the money for something else. Maybe you've got to clear some debt. Maybe there's a fantastic business opportunity you want to invest in or you want to put money into your business. Whatever you need, you just need money for some reason. And obviously selling equity Selling a property to get the equity might be a great solution for that problem for you. So the final thing I want to leave you with is that, you know, um, there is a good argument to say that actually if you have a portfolio of properties, you should maybe sell one property a year. After all, you can sell a property and get your personal capital gains tax allowance, which means you make some tax free money every year to add to your income, which is pretty good. And then the profit you make from the sale, you can reinvest it into another property to give you a better return on investment. So the actual number of properties you have remains the same, but obviously you're just making it a better, stronger portfolio with better cash flow. And as I said, I've got lots of properties over the years I bought. I wouldn't buy them if I had my time again. So I can take the opportunity to sell one of those a year and reinvest in a better property. Obviously, you do need to reinvest, otherwise if you keep selling a property a year, eventually you'll end up with no properties and that's not ideal. And one final consideration if you're flipping property is you wanna make sure that the general market conditions are suitable for that. You know, if the market is booming, that's a great time to flip property. If it's stagnant, well, that's okay. But if the market's coming down, as we anticipate the market will come down the next six to 12 months in the UK from when I'm recording this, well, maybe flipping property might not be the best thing to do. And I think it's very important if you are looking to flip a property, you always have a backup plan. If you can't sell that property, you need to make sure you can easily rent it out to cover all of the holding costs, and then you can wait until the market recovers. Um, The time people lose money is when they renovate um, they add value to a property, but the market comes down, they have to sell, they sell at a loss, you're crystallizing that loss. You're never going to get that money back. Whereas if you can afford to hold it until the market recovers, you're not only going to cover the money, but also you're going to make some extra profit in the future. So I do hope this has been useful thinking about flipping property compared to Renting and holding for the long term. If you've enjoyed this episode, I really appreciate it. If you can give me a five star review from wherever you've downloaded or listened to the podcast, and just put a little comment review of why you like the podcast. So hopefully that will help other people find it and also benefit from listening to this weekly Property Magic podcast. So until next time, remember to always invest with knowledge, invest with skill. Thanks for listening to the Property Magic Podcast.